Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, June 28. Let's jump into today's top stories. Monmouth names Senior Associate AD for Student Development slash SWA Jennifer Sansevero as Acting AD. President Dr. Patrick Leahy said, Jen's impressive experience, her background in law and compliance, and her enduring commitment to enhancing diversity, equity, and inclusion on campus will position her nicely for success in this new role. The Division I Council has proposed changes to FBS membership requirements. If adopted, all FBS schools would be required to provide 90% of the total number of allowable scholarships, over a two-year rolling period across at least 16 sports, including football. Schools also would be required to offer at least 210 scholarships each year, amounting to no less than $6 million. The Council also introduced new legislation that would increase the fee to transition from FCS to FBS, from $5,000 to $5 million. Additionally, the Council approved two membership requirements focused on health and safety. The first will require all Division I schools to establish policies and procedures to empower athletics healthcare administrators, with authority to oversee a school's athletics healthcare. The second mandates that all Division I schools attest at least once every four years that they are completing a comprehensive review of the school's support services for mental and physical health, safety and athletics performance. The Division I Legislative Committee has ratified a Committee on Student-Athlete Reinstatement decision to amend guidelines for reinstating the eligibility of student-athletes who commit violations relating to sports wagering. For all wagering-related violations reported on or after May 2, the following guidelines will apply. Student-athletes who engage in activities to influence the outcomes of their own games or knowingly provide information to individuals involved in sports betting activities will potentially face permanent loss of collegiate eligibility in all sports. This would also apply to student-athletes who wager on their own games or on other sports at their own schools. If a student-athlete wagers on their own sport at another school, education on sports wagering rules and prevention will be required as a condition of reinstatement, and the loss of 50% of one season of eligibility will be considered. For all other wagering-related violations, example, wagering on professional sports, cumulative dollar value of the wagers will be taken into consideration on a sliding scale. The Division I Council also adopted changes to rules governing transfers. The first will allow transfers who opt not to participate in sports after a coaching change at their second school to continue to receive their scholarships without counting against team scholarship limits. The second exempts a school from being obligated to count the scholarship if the transferring student-athlete does not actually enroll at the school. Additionally, the council introduced a proposal to reduce notification of transfer windows from 60 days to 30. Stanford, Texas, Ohio State, Virginia and Florida finished 1st through 5th, respectively, in the final Learfield Directors' Cup standings. It is the Cardinals' 26th Directors' Cup. At the conference level, the SEC led all Division I conferences with 8 schools in the top 25, Florida, 5, Tennessee, 6, Georgia, 7, LSU, 9, Alabama, 12, Arkansas, 13, Kentucky, 18, and Texas A&M, 24. Tennessee State will create the first ice hockey program in HBCU history, according to HBCU Game Day's Stephen Gaither, who reports the announcement has been in the works for years. TSU partnered with the Nashville Predators in 2020 for a $1 million in one month campaign, with the Predators donating the first $100,000.
The campaign was designed for merit and need-based scholarships and raised nearly $2 million for over 500 scholarships. A year later, TSU retained College Hockey Incorporated to conduct a feasibility study. A press conference that will include representatives from the NHL and NHLPA is set for later today. Opendoors projects $1.175 billion will be spent on NIL in 2023-24, with $595 million going to power five football student-athletes, $212.5 million going to men's basketball players, and $37 million going to women's basketball players. Group of five football student-athletes are projected to take in $83.8 million, while their men's and women's basketball student-athletes are pegged to earn $61.3 million and $17.6 million, respectively. Opendoors projects the average P5 collective budget to be between $5 to $10 million, and the average G5 collective to be around $1 to $2 million. On threes Shannon Terry asserts these totals for collectives are significantly inflated. Our totals used for the on-3 NIL valuation are much lower. With this model, each school would be approximately $13 million annually in collective money, and that's just the reported average. My goodness. Not even close. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, June 28th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.